0: Have you seen this Boston cop that went down the slide?
1: No, I read a headline, but I haven't seen it. I I thought that was, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a real thing or not. Okay. Hold on. How did that even happen? I mean. (laughs) He defies the laws of gravity.
0: I mean, he's going down like at a hundred miles and he's wearing a gun. He he apparently had to go to the hospital. First of all, what was he doing?
1: (laughs) I don't know how that happened.
0: I mean, their uniforms must be. Like made of slick nylon. I, I didn't have the audio, but you can hear him bouncing off the sides <laughs> of the slide as he goes down. It's like god. he comes out. He like was hitting his head. Oh my god. <laughs> And he's a Boston cop. Don't you know? How much shit do you think he got back at the precinct?
1: <laughs> what are you doing? What are you
0: trying <laughs> to park? What are you doing down there? Leave. The
1: Boston Lager? You had too much Boston Lager.
0: That guy's the cousin from Boston.
1: Yeah. He's the cousin from Boston's cousin.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He's the other cousin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the other cousin from Boston.
1: Your other cousin from Boston. Oh,
0: Jordan, did
1: we wake you? Did we wake you? <laughs>
2: I'm I've, so glad you could join us. I've been awake since like I know midnight. So. <laughs>
1: since yesterday at some point.
2: Yeah. By the way, welcome to BeerNet Radio, the podcast where all
0: your dreams come true. I'm here with Jennifer Litz, Kirk, and Jordan Driggers, our editors, and we're just gonna lay down a few words. A B came out with their second quarter earnings. You know, rest of the world did fine, but nobody cares. The U.S. just right in line with kind of the scan data down. 15%. Really the only metric that was positive was revs per hecto which is pricing. I mean so that's not surprising either it's the only thing they had in their control. And then one of the things that they said was you know that 80% of the people they surveyed had a positive feelings about Bud Light
1: and positive or neutral.
0: Positive yeah or neutral which you know I don't know where they found these 80% of people. <laughs> but I just, maybe, I mean, maybe around the office in Manhattan, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) certainly not down here, but it was a lot of people they surveyed, like a hundred and
2: over 170,000.
0: Yeah. 170,000. So if I don't know what the methodology was, but if that is true, it means that the people who aren't drinking were the very heavy drinkers, but disproportionately, because, you know, who put that in my head actually was Joe Thompson. He called me at like 6.30 this morning. That's why I've been up. I don't, you know, you're up uh, covering AB. I'm up getting called by Joe Thompson. He's like, (laughs) hell, Harry, it's just all those bubba's that that drink about a 12-pack a day. Those are the ones, that you know, and and he probably has a point.
1: I mean, but... Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You don't want to lose those guys. No. You're not gonna Bud Light isn't gonna be recruiting new drinkers at this point. I mean, that was a tall yeah. order before the Mulvaney ordeal. And now that they've alienated both sides, yeah. we've decided there is such thing as bad press. So
0: Right. And then you know, Molson Coors had their earnings as well, which not that surprising, although they didn't they didn't do quite as well as I think people thought they were gonna do, but whatever. Mainly, I mean, I think Gavin explained it well. They couldn't make enough beer. I mean, you can't just wave a wand. They do have capacity restraints in the summer. They're normally running at almost full capacity anyway this time of year. And so add on the you know, 15% or whatever it is, and it's just you, your car doesn't fit in the garage. Math don't work.
2: It, it uh, was kind of funny because, and I'm probably ignorant on this, but what I read in the call was that he said this was, you know, part of our big, what is it called? The the restructure plan, uh, revitalization plan. He said, you know, this has been three years in the making. And if this would have happened in 2019, we probably wouldn't have been able to do it. Yet they kept citing that our production was at an all-time high, not seen since 2019. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works out. Well,
0: I you know, he's kind of trying to spin it that it's not all about Bud Light's losses, that they've been doing these plans and they finally come to fruition, which, of course, he's going to say that. I mean, and who knows, how do you divine out what is because of Bud Light and what is because of their own efforts? If I remember correctly, their brands were improving before this happened a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, but they hadn't seen... Results like these in the U.S. since the JV 2008, right? And the whole fact that they got 12,000 taps in the quarter. They got 12,000 <laughs> new taps in the quarter. Jen Hawk, when she spoke at our summit earlier this year, she pegged Bud Light's lines at like 50K, right? Right. And so to gain 12,000 lines in one quarter, that's now Hold
0: on, let me do crazy. the math. That's Let's see, you carry the one... That's 20%. That's a lot of
2: taps. Yeah, he pegged it at 10%, but I mean, how many more taps can you gain when those are brands that are already on tap? Pretty much everywhere, you know? Right. Like, how many handles are you going to have of Coors Light at a bar? Right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) But I forget, Jay, did he say Coors Light specific or he said overall?
2: Coors Light miller light and blue moon made up yeah. the majority of those yeah. games
1: so that makes sense right like bud light comes off maybe you even put blue moon on right maybe you put you know something else on but
0: I, if i remember again correctly that's the great thing about podcasts: is the spirit of everything is right or our particular <laughs> data points may not be because we don't have it right in front of us but
1: we'll be directionally but,
0: correct yeah dir- exactly directionally correct but, but yeah the i mean bud light has by far the most taps in the country yeah. i would yeah. think and at least last time i checked it did and so it's kind of like like when i was in when i was selling beer it was 25 years ago so but you know it's really not that different but when i was selling beer if you walked into a bar and i was selling miller light and, and you saw a Michelob tap you were like yes because you knew that you could get that Michelob tap and switch it to Miller Lite. Because I'm not talking about Ultra. I'm talking about Michelob. Michelob was a big brand at one point. And and that's kind of how it is right now. You you see a Bud Light tap, it's kind of easy game. And it's like big game hunting. You're hunting for taps.
2: Yeah. I mean, Michelle said that they retain 98% of their taps.
1: Which I find very hard to believe, right? Yeah, those two points don't. It Jive. seems
2: it seems unbelievable, but at the same point, Harry, what you were making is Bud Lights on tap everywhere. So a two percent loss would still be pretty significant, I think, just on the fact that they're pretty much had a hundred percent distribution wherever. Right, right, and uh, and a lot of places have two Bud Light taps. So you- uh,
1: do they? Do they? Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, larger venues. Yeah, that's true. At the 98 was company-wide. It wasn't just Bud Light. And he did mention that they're losing, if I heard him correctly, craft some craft handles because they're not as productive as others. But I was like, Chris, he never used the word Bud Light in responding to the draft question. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Or the phrase Bud Light. My, My biggest thing, you know, my big contribution here that I've been thinking about lately is you know, obviously these wholesalers, these AB wholesalers, they think it's a big deal, even though, you know, nobody else apparently thinks it's a big deal in light of like better than expected global results. But the local AB wholesalers think it's a big deal because they need to be whole. Right. And so what are they picking up to make up the volume difference and how is that going to change the trajectory of the beer industry? Right. Like I was talking to craft standard this week and y'all remember Matt Brune with Pabst. Yeah. He's now with Craft Standard and what that is, they're cocktail kegs, but like, I forget what kind of kegs, but they're kegs. So they use beer lines and it's like a non-alc mix that they sell into these lots of stadiums and they're starting to get into the Buffalo Wild Wings of the world. And that what they've invented, this little device that like depressurizes the keg and allows the retailer to, to add their own spirits. And, you know, this is a startup company, eight years old, but they're going national with AB wholesalers, right? AB wholesalers are looking for things like this. They're looking for anything that they can make up the difference. And if one of these things takes off, it's going to be interesting, especially if it's spirits oriented, right? They're going to take anything that they can.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, the shelf encroachment is already starting. AB's shelf space, some accounts, some retailers have already made the move, but in the fall, I think it's going to be pretty tough for AB. Now, whether they'll lose category captainships, I don't know. That might be a different ball game because, you know, they're still the biggest brewery in the country, and they may not have the biggest brand by the end of the year if the trends hold up. And, you know, and that's the other thing is that I don't see anything improving, and I'm shocked. I mean, we're sitting here in August. And Bud Light's still down 29%, 30%. It's not improving. You know, they keep saying that share is stabilized. That just means they're losing the same amount of share right. as they lost yeah. back in April. It doesn't yeah. mean that they're gaining share. Right. So the lack of improvement is shocking to me. And it it tells me that whatever they're doing is not working. And, you know, maybe it's not enough time, but... Man, I that sense of urgency. I mean, summer's almost over. We're yeah. we're getting close to Labor Day. Or is it Memorial Day?
1: Labor Day. Labor.
0: <laughs> I always forget. We're getting close to Labor Day. <laughs> Kids are gonna start going back to school. Like summer's over. I guess that you can write this one off. You know, and like Paul Chibe said on the podcast, and thanks for filling in for me, guys, but you know, he's like, we're not picking up all these drinkers are leaving the category, these Bud Light drinkers, a lot of them. And so this whole thing has not been good for the whole beer category. Yeah, it's good for Yingling and it's good for PAPs and it's good for Molson Coors. It's not going to be good this time next year for them when they're cycling these numbers. <laughs> it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, tough to maintain it. So, I, I, like I said, I've never seen anything like it and probably won't again. But, and you know, and Sarah and I gave a joint presentation to the Texas Package Store Association. Shout out to those guys. Thanks for having us. Lance and Christine and one of your buddies from Specs Jen told me to tell you hello. Anyway, you know, those guys, you know, Sarah and I were looking at each other. We we went in for early for to watch some of their presentations and we read the room. These guys are real pissed off at AB. <laughs> and that's what they wanted to talk about. That's what they kept asking us about. And it, you know, because that's an important brand for their business. Retailers in the largest beer drinking state aren't happy. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Anyway, so busy week with Molson Coors, busy week, AB, anything else that we're missing?
1: Yeah, we Heineken and Ball just reported also kind of... Ball not doing great either on the back of you know what's happened here. Their largest customer, their largest you know North American customer for Bevel, right, Jay?
2: Yeah, and yeah, it's not looking good. They're not filling the supply that they thought they would, and missing revenue, and having to explain on earnings. You know, kind of having to point the finger at AB. So yeah, because if you'll remember in their first quarter earnings
0: call, they were. Uh, with glee hoping for a price war <laughs> you know <laughs> they're like all the elements are perfect for a price war and so we're gonna sell the shit out of cans this summer and the the price war didn't materialize it's where one the price war we're seeing is one-sided it's not a war it's just uh somebody battling themselves with uh giving free rebates on beer and the others have not followed because they haven't had to ab did i think has a lucky break in that the the shortage of Modelo kegs out there that that probably slowed them
2: losing taps of, of Bud Light and McUltra. I think Molson Cores caught a really lucky break yeah. there too. Yeah. Molson Coors is coming up after yeah. an unfortunate stretch for like the past three years. They're coming heads up on everything Jordan. right now.
0: It turns out that this revitalization plan is really working. <laughs> we just had to wait. We didn't we weren't waiting long enough. But sure enough, when you're patient, things come Yeah.
1: yeah. No, and Dos Equis is probably gonna see a big pop on draft because of the whole constellation keg deal, which you know, you said anything else, we should briefly mention that. This thing, which started at the beginning of the summer or you know, late June. I we keep thinking, oh, okay, it's resolved. Oh, okay, it's resolved. And then we'll get large retailers or distributors going, I don't have any kegs for the foreseeable future, right like I don't know how big of a deal this is. I mean it's a yeah. big deal to certain players it might not be as large of Constellations mix as it is for some other Brewers, but I, wonder I mean how Heineken
0: mostly it it's good this that this happened Heineken <laughs> needed a break I mean God bless them they well, needed hopefully they this can supply one it. They, they, well they'll what they'll do is they'll make the dose in Amsterdam. <laughs> And then ship it over. It'll be here for Oktoberfest.
1: Speaking of Oktoberfest, there's more bad news. We got pumpkin beer at retail now and it's 105 degrees outside. Well, like,
0: you better go out and drink it up, Jen, <laughs> before it's all gone. Because, you know, that's another thing that. When I started in this business, I know you guys just love it when I tell anecdotes about my early days in the business. But when I was in the business, uh, you know, all the retailers require different UPC codes for each package, including seasonals. And Walmart just announced that they're not doing that anymore. They're not going to allow you to have the same UPC code for all your seasonals. You're going to have a different one. And that is a huge deal and a huge pain in the ass because now, because a lot of times you have overlap with the seasonal, you still have a seasonal there, you still want to sell some of it, but then you have the new seasonal coming in and how are you going to have both those UPCs in the same spot on the, you know, on the shelf. And then, and then telling the back, telling the woman in the back door, (laughs) you know, this is a
1: woman at the back
0: door. (laughs) You know, we need to create a character because every (laughs) distributor that's listening to this podcast knows exactly who I'm talking about. There's one at every back door. You know, it's usually a woman. She usually has a mustache. (laughs) <laughs> and she's no, but, I mean, you have to hire kind of a badass, a kind of a junkyard dog to, to police that back door because those Frito guys, they will come in and they'll fuck you every time they cut <laughs> in line. And don't get me started on Dolly Madison. Don't get me started on the little cupcake guys because they will cut in line. Everybody thinks, though, the beer guy has to wait for his check. Anyway, he let him put him in the back of the line. No, fuck that no, sir. <laughs> You no, know how much sorry. more profitable we are than Dolly Madison or Twinkies. Anyway, don't get me started. I'm already in a bad mood. Uh-oh. Biscuit's been just sneaking out trying to solve crimes and ends up, you know, cr- uh, committing crimes.
1: Yeah, she's you know? just too old. She can't. She just can't anymore. No. But I have a question for you, Harry, you know. I know your question about whether we're tired of you talking about the good old days was a rhetorical one and you didn't really want an answer. And so mm-hmm. I'll answer it with another question. Do you ever get tired of us making fun of you on the beginning of a pod that you're not on?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. You do know I listen to those Jen because yeah. I have to edit oh, them. Oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was what I found funny about that was Jen was like, where is Harry? Why is he going down there? What is he doing? It's been on the calendar for a year and a half, literally, because they God. asked us. So yeah, no, it really has. It really has.
1: <laughs> well, that's what you do to me on pods. No, I know. Here, I'm so. I'm not throwing
0: stones here, Jen. I I'm I'm just as bad at, at not checking the calendar. But I like Jordan was like, no, I, I actually think he's
2: speaking. <laughs> yeah, he's not just no, blowing it off. Harry, oh. you're good about putting stuff on your calendar you're terrible about checking your calendar, right? It'll be on there for a year and a half. And then somebody will be like, Oh, we're waiting on you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're on stage in an hour. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I need to take a bath.
0: Yeah. There's only been two events that I've completely missed. One was an analyst call. So Oh my no God. big deal. I mean, kind of a big <laughs> deal. He, I mean it was a big deal to him. He had all his clients waiting on a line.
1: I can't even and imagine then,
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. I felt terrible. But the the worst one was was the Tennessee wholesalers. They asked me and I don't remember them asking me, it wasn't in my calendar. And then I was, wasn't there. They I didn't show up. Who was
2: AK? Yeah, oh,
0: right. AK Detwiller. She didn't speak to me for like a year. And then, finally, Jordan, you were there. She came up to me at the Molson Coors meeting in Nashville. And she was like, You're such an asshole. I was like, What do you, why don't you return my calls? She was like, You didn't show up at the Tennessee thing. I was like, Oh, man. I don't, I really don't recall being asked, but I guess, yeah. Woo, good times. So next week, we got Monster. We'll see what they have to say.
1: We have Monster today. Bianca's covering it. Yeah. It, yeah. it reports at the close. So we'll okay.
2: know. It's been a jam packed day.
1: It's been a yeah, week. It really yeah. has.
2: The whole week. Yeah. You guys have done
0: great. Uh, I, I want you to know that the studio is coming along perfectly. They delivered some lumber. It's in my yard today. I'm going to be building out some a base for the table. So it'll be on wheels. It's a, it's a lot of production for something we may or may not even use. But <laughs> however, it will be there. And uh, locksmiths coming tomorrow. So I'll have keys. And Jordan, I'll give you a key if you want to come and use it. It's, it's got air conditioning. I don't know if you've heard of this invention, air conditioning. It's very you important. Keep- oh, get- yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't mess around here. Right, Biscuit? That's right. All right. Well, thanks, guys, uh, for being on such short notice. we we'll do a short one. We encourage you to watch the Paul Chibe. Interview that's also up. I I listened to it. It was b- despite the bullshit cannery <laughs> that went on in the beginning. Uh, it was a very well run interview and uh, he had a lot of good things to say. And I'm really looking forward, honestly, to his new office on Broadway. I know that building that they're in. Actually, my bank's across the street. So I go there once a week. So I'll just probably drop in. <laughs> hey, <laughs> guys. <a> <laughs> yeah. You got any beer on tap? <laughs> I go there on my one wheel.
1: What I love about Paul is that, like, He's such a nerd for the industry, right? Like when he was at DPS, DPS, he was talking about like how he can tell when like, the shellac on the chiclets hasn't sat long enough and he's like calling the manufacturer that is you know he's not just a marketing guy he's not just a ceo he cares about the integrity of the product he's a nerd i love it he
0: really does and what's funny about that jen is that he doesn't look like a nerd like he (laughs) he has all the appearance of a you know a chicago tough guy you know that maybe break you know knock some heads an enforcer Yeah. Yeah, He looks like an enforcer. And then, you know, you meet him and he's actually a very soft-spoken and very intelligent and he does care and he's a lot smarter than he looks. (laughs) That's a terrible (laughs) thing to say. We'll
1: edit that in post.
0: No, he's extremely bright. I had a real long conversation with him at the reception after the DPS and, you know, he's real concerned about the health of the industry. And so... Anyway, all right. Well, guys, listen, have a good weekend if I don't talk to you, and we will
1: shout at you guys next week. Adios.